Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. 6.30 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America Wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D-I-G-I-T-E-X dot C-A on Oilers Radio. 6.30 Chad. 107 in the Capital Region. It's Brendan Escott in today for Bob Stoffer. He and the Oilers. They're down in Vegas. Tomorrow night, it's Edmonton and the Golden Knights. Live from T-Mobile Arena, 5 o'clock on 6.30. Chad, 3.30 face-off show. Teams are second and third in the Pacific Division, so you know it's going to be a good showdown. Always is when those two get together. And hey, the locker room sale is taking place at Rogers Place tomorrow afternoon. Haven't had this in a couple of years, so you haven't had the opportunity to buy a great Christmas gift via game-used equipment, jersey, whatever it may be. They've got it there for you. We will be broadcasting live. Our Daryl McIntyre host of 6.30 Ched Mornings will be on location. But as part of all this, we're sending you to an Oilers game of your choosing. Two tickets. You just have to know the answer to this next trivia question. I don't want you to call in. I don't want you to call in. I see two of you already. Hang the darn phone up because you're going to text. Okay, thank you. I appreciate you both. <laughs> uh, Power Radio, that was awesome. So you're going to text 780-496-0063 for two tickets to any Oilers game you're choosing the rest of the year. I need to know the answer to how many games Wayne Gretzky played consecutively without registering a point. You know about the point streak. I want to know in his entire NHL career, Wayne Gretzky the longest he went in between registering points was how many games? Text us, 780-496-0063. Doesn't necessarily mean that it happened when he was a member of the Oilers. 780-496-0063 to send yourself and a friend or a loved one to a game of your choosing. Let us know. Our Angie Quinnell will text you back if you were the first one to get the correct answer on that front. Oilers Now brought to you by Digitex, digitex digitex.ca, Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Again, these texts coming into 780-496-0063, the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted with Ashley Fine Floors. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue, open Monday to Saturday. All right, Spec, we won't keep you on the line any longer. Let's bring aboard Sportsnet's Mark Spector for the horses. Horse Racing Alberta, the 7th thousand men and women that work in the horse racing and breeding industry please note that racing is suspended won't find it at century mile this weekend you can always watch and wager online at hpibet.com though mr specter how's it going today oh pretty good i listened with interest to elliot in the last hour and uh some deep thoughts going on when it comes to the olympics and the state of COVID in our world and holy man who has any answers to these questions well isn't that the problem so where where do we begin i mean we could start in vancouver but maybe let's start with your temperature check on the olympics because really mark i mean as much fun as everybody seems to be having projecting rosters and goalies and coaches and that sort of thing 
every day there seems to be another reason why they may not be going there. The latest in 32 thoughts being the potential for an extended uh, quarantine spell or isolation as directed by somebody other than the National Hockey League, right? These are Chinese health authorities. So, you know, yeah. you got a, a mix of excitement and, and some reasons for pessimism. Where do you stand? Well, I mean, everyone's hopes are up, right? And no one more so than the players and no player more so than Connor McDavid. Right, I've talked to Connor about this about the Olympics, and he's he, you know, these guys are literally willing to go to a no fun Olympics where it's not like you're going to get to travel around and go see the wall. I've been to Beijing, I was there in 08, and you know what? It was pretty cool. You get to go to China, you go to the square, you know, you you go to see all these wicked Chinese historical sites. You walk in the wall, all that stuff is really, really, really neat. Well, forget it, pal. You go to these Beijing Olympics, there's going to be none of that. There's going to be no going out to some fun little restaurant in the middle of Beijing and all that's done. So my point is this. These guys want to go so badly, they want to play so badly, they're willing to basically go there and live in a hotel room for the two weeks and, and just, you know, go to the rink and back. So... It, it, it will. It would be. It would be a huge disappointment. Like I'm looking forward to that Olympic break, Brandon, where we get up and watch hockey. We watch Canada play Sweden, Canada, Finland, and Canada, USA. Like I want to see all this stuff. And if it gets canceled, I think everyone's going to be, you know, really disappointed. And I think it's it's you know what the variant coming out of South Africa. They're shutting down some European countries only today. They're canceling a bunch of flights coming in from places only today. You know, we're a few months away from this thing. It has got to be absolutely tenuous. Yeah, and again, we were talking with Elliot there, January 10th being the last day that the league could back out of sending its players without a financial penalty attached to that. So the clock is certainly ticking, and yet, obviously, the operation staff have to assume, at least right now, that they're putting a team together, and and, and so we get the projected lists, and we get to have fun with that kind of thing. It's, it's just a shame that, of course, not only is it the world we're living with the virus but there's anytime we bring this up uh, the whole debate about the geopolitical circumstance and and that being a reason why all of Canada may not send athletes there it's you know it's got to be it's it's enough of a I would say not a moral dilemma but when you've got all-star weekend in the same sort of the week before and then they're heading out from Vegas to to China it's I think it's a lot for those players and you know there's a lot to be said for showcasing the game in that market. I understand that, but I just wonder where they end up drawing the line. And, and obviously, it's going to come down to the board of, of uh, governors of the NHL, whether they send the players, right? Or is it the I Players think, Association? Well, I, you know what, Brandon? At this point, I think the line's going to get drawn for them. I honestly do. I really, I really think that either we have a fifth wave and there's quite possibly no Olympics. This is worst case scenario, and I'm not a pessimist. But you know, we're we're seeing in Europe only this morning and yesterday the beginning. The numbers are coming out. There's a fifth wave happening here. How are we going to handle it? How deep is it going to run? I don't know any of that. I'm a sports writer, not a doctor. But someone did say, and I'll never forget this quote. Someone said. You know, we used to say, when the Leafs win the Stanley Cup, and now we say, when COVID's finally over. <laughs> and you know what? They're kind of the same thing. 
because the, none, none of them happened, right? We, we thought COVID would be long done by now. Well, it's not. <laughs> so you're asking me to, you're asking anyone, even the, even the Anthony Fauci's of the world to tell you what's our state in the world going to be in February when we break for the Olympics? I don't know. He doesn't know. You don't know. Our listeners don't know. Nobody knows, man. It's a, I don't know. Who knows? And it's a shame because I feel like it would be such a great time with Leon Dreisaitl in the prime, the utmost prime of his career to showcase that for the German audience, grow the game even more than he already has in that country. You know, if it if it comes down to that, there would be a lot lost. But it's encouraging to know that there's still another cycle through where there maybe wouldn't be as much geopolitical uh, attachment and they could just go worry about playing hockey. And by then, good grief, I hope that we're done talking about COVID, Mark, four years from now. I couldn't agree more. I'm not a, a listen. I I don't believe that anything is ever gained when they when they boycott at Olympics. I get how they have what they call like a diplomatic boycott, and that to me is is the way to handle it. Don't punish the athlete. And I'm not even talking about like the NHLers here. I'm talking about that bobsled guy that eats craft dinner and frozen pizza for four years because he's training for the Olympics and he doesn't have any money and he's, it's his life, right, or her life. Don't punish those athletes because of our political fighting. Uh, so to me, like, let's hold the athletic event. The the whole COVID thing is what's going to dictate it. There's no question, but disappointed. I mean, I just did some lines. I was talking with a colleague who's tried, we were trying to put a team together this morning, and you know, I'm looking at a piece of paper in my office here, and I had, I had McDavid and McKinnon with Stamkos playing the left wing. Like you don't want to watch that, you know. <laughs> you don't want to see McDavid. And when's the last time we saw McDavid in a Team Canada sweater? I'll tell you when it was. It was in the World Junior, or I sorry, a World Championship. But I never really count. No, you would have had to have seen that. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, I'm talking exactly. You would have had to have seen that. So he hasn't really represented his. He has not represented his country in a best on best, Brendan, since the World Juniors. And because the World the World Championships is not a best on best. And I mean, who doesn't want to see that? It's McDavid's time. You know, McDavid is now. We we don't have the conversation anymore about who's the best player in the world. Is Crosby still there? Is it McDavid now? We don't have that conversation anymore. It's McDavid. He's the best player in the world. He's the best player in Canada. He's a, he's the first-line center on this team. And, oh, my goodness, it would be fun to watch him play in the Olympics against all the best guys out there. And, and the level his game would raise, too. Could you imagine how well he'd play? Oh, my goodness. So, so I hope we don't get robbed of that, Brendan. I really do. Well, let's keep our fingers crossed and, and just watch the uh, watch the wire, man, because things seem to be happening uh, almost daily, particularly when you now talk about travel restrictions coming back into effect. But let's yeah. not beleaguer or beleaguer the show. A beleaguer? Beleaguer. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> with with uh, that kind of talk, because we do have a hockey team at the quarter mark of the season that's 14-5-0. and And as I said off the top of the show, I mean, if it's not exceeding expectations, it certainly has met them this year. And now they're doing it amid some you know pretty extenuating circumstances without an entire left side of their defense uh, so what is your grade here mark can you give it a letter grade through the first 19 or 20 games as to where you're at with the oilers well listen if they if they win on saturday they're playing 750 hockey are they not 15 and 5 through their first 20 games with a win so I mean, holy man, anything. If they lose, I don't know what their number. They're still going to be in this. Their, their percentage is going to start with seven. 
So how can you not do – if you don't get an A for playing 700 hockey, right? And they've had lately some injuries. They, You know, the first, I'd say, 17 games, 16 games, they weren't so bad, but they've had some injuries here. They've gone without Mike Smith for most of it. So, you know, I'm a particularly hard marker with my own home team. I, I never believe in a report card that doesn't have some Ds and Fs in it if you're going to grade the whole team. But if I'm grading, you know, with one grade, the Edmonton Oilers' performance, how how could how could it not be an A? They're playing 700-plus hockey. Like, what, you want better than that? You want 900 hockey? <laughs> like, the other teams are trying too, pal. Yeah, and you know what? I, I guess that I would look at the goals against number and the way that it started to bloat, but they're doing it again without the presence of their starting netminders, so that's got to be taken into consideration even before you factor in the lack of now your left side defense. But Philip Broberg in three games, Mark, and particularly in that back-to-back set, he played 19 minutes one night and 21 and a half the next and frankly doesn't look out of place. Now, I'm not saying he's here to stay. I don't even know if that's the best route for him at that at this point well, but you know as part of the developmental curve and coming over to North America getting your cup of coffee in the NHL he certainly hasn't looked out of place in my opinion out of place I mean this guy's in his third he's played three National Hockey League games um, he's you know he's forcing if he continues to ascend here you know he's going to make them think long and hard not about sending him back to Bakersfield it won't hurt him like, it's not ever going to hurt a young player to go back to Bakersfield and wait for the next injury, which will come, right? But I think if he keeps this up, you're going to say to yourself, how's it going to help him going down there? Like, it'll help him a lot. If you can, you know, his head isn't just above water here. He's playing pretty darn well. And if you get him in a position now with, when Nurse comes back and he doesn't have to get forced into some situations, I would say to you that he's far more well-served to be in the National Hockey League than to be in the American Hockey League. So this guy is, I think it's a, you know, they've got a very, very good player. He skates so well, Brennan, right? Today's game is about skating for a defenseman to beat you to a spot. It's not about hooking and holding to beat, to, to stop you from getting to the spot. I got to get there before you get there, get body position, and that's how the game is played now. Well, he's beaten everyone to the spot because he's one of the best skaters on the ice. And uh, I would say to you, why can't he be, you know, why can't that, we've only watched him three nights, but I'm going to ask you right now, why can't that player be everything Oscar Clefbaum ever was? You know, why can't he be uh, as good as, I mean, you know, he skates like Brendan wrote this the other day. He skates like, he skates like Jay Bowmeister. And, you know, I don't just throw that around because mm. Jay was one of the finest skating defensemen I've frankly ever seen. He was, he just skated like a dream. This kid skates like Joe, Jay Bowmeister. Does he have better offensive instincts than Jay? Let's find out because Jay's weren't particularly strong, but. I mean, Jay played 1,200-some games in the league, and, and this kid looking at him today, like, holy man, that's a good, good, good-looking defenseman. And the Oilers have drafted well with this player. For sure, and that's what I was going to say, is anytime you get an opportunity to draft the likes of a Jay Bomeister, you know, the, the oh. sizable range. He was ahead of his time, you know, if you're if you're presenting it right. like that, a big, right. rangy D-man like that. Bomeister was years ahead of his time. Skated. It was his feet, his legs, like... You know, Bob would, if he was here, would tell the story about how he would come out to the Golden Bear skate when he was 13 
uh, with all the vet, you know, the ex bears. And I know a lot of those guys and they can all play like crazy good players. And Jay at 13 was the best skater in the ice. So <laughs> listen, Jay was, Jay wasn't a big points guy and he wasn't even a big, terrible fighter and a mean son of a gun and all those things. But Oh, he was a good player and played a lot of big minutes for, like I say, 1200 games of one of Santa cup. If this this guy skates like him, I'm going to say that right now. It, does he get the career? Does he play the rest of the game like Jay? We got to find out. It's only been three games here, but holy man, like watching watching Broberg skate and watching the poise he showed through three National Hockey League games, it has to get a lot better from here because he's just starting. If it gets a whole lot better from here, how good is this player going to be? He's going to be a awfully good hockey player, man. I guess the only question from my standpoint is if he ends up, if Nurse and Keith are healthy, there's your first and second pair left shot defenseman or do you play Broberg over Keith you know and use Keith have everybody kind of around that 18 to 20 minute mark I suppose that's an option I want but like I love that left side right and sure does Keith get better the less minutes he plays of course he does you know he's an older guy Maybe you save them a little bit for when you need them. And, uh, you know, if, if the collateral damage here becomes the fact that Chris Russell and Slater Cuckoo don't get into games, if you have to send Slater Cuckoo down or something and maybe lose them, I don't know what you have to do. These are all roster machinations. But I'm telling you right now, if, if Broberg shows himself ready to be an NHL player, why wouldn't you play him the, the next 60 games and then you're going in the playoffs with a guy who's got 65 games or whatever the number is right under his belt like if you send him down the A and he comes back up at the end and gets another 15 games in so he's got 20 games of hockey you play him all season you get a 60 game guy he's a lot better and you know what you might use him in the playoffs and you might be damn happy you have in the playoffs so you tell me left side with Nurse and Keith and Goldberg, a young up-and-coming player who has the pressure taken off him because he's got two veterans ahead of him. That, to me, is how you develop a young player. And anyone talking development here, don't don't tell me that they've done a poor job with Goldberg. Going back to Sweden was the best thing he could have done. I think it speaks to how unhealthy he was when we last saw him at the World Juniors yeah, because he looks yeah, like a different right. player, right? Uh, right? Mark, we're up against right. the clock here, man. Thank you so much for the time and the insight, and we'll chat again uh, next Tuesday. Right. Yeah, thanks, Brandon. Lots of fun. Absolutely. Mark Spector brought to you by the horses. Horse Racing Alberta, 7,000 men and women that work in the horse racing and breeding industry. Of course, we have found our winner for the trivia contest. Heading to an Oilers game of his choice. Any two or any game, two tickets to any game you're choosing. Uh, Brian F. knew the answer to the question. How long was Wayne Gretzky? This is ridiculous. How long was Wayne Gretzky's longest slump? Games between points. You know he put up, what, 51 in a row? How many games did he go between? Four. In, uh, yeah, in his 20-year NHL career, Wayne Gretzky only ever went four games between points. It happened with the New York Rangers towards the end of his tenure. Again, Brian was the first one to text that in. So congratulations to Brian F. We'll get your tickets into your hands soon. Right now, we'll step out on Oilers Now. Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Chad. 
Appreciate all the texts in with your guesses as to what the longest pointless streak for Wayne Gretzky was in his entire career. Just four games with the New York Rangers. So again, Brian F. going to a, an Oilers game of his choosing later on. Uh, Japanese Village open to serve you at any one of their five Edmonton and area locations. You can try the legendary Wagyu steak cooked right before your eyes. It's a whole show at Japanese Village Reserve now at jvedmonton.ca. And you already know the cars cost less in Wetaskiwin, but did you know that Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin are 10-time President Award winners for customer satisfaction? What, is, what does that even mean? Well, it means treating people fairly, fully transparent negotiations, and making sure that advertised prices include all accessories, fees, and taxes except for GST. If those attributes are important to you, phone our friends Uncle Milt Rich, Johnny and the gang at 1-877-477-3673 or visit brentridge.com. Off we go to a global news weather traffic update with Kevin Robertson back with Danny Webster out of Sin City, NHL.com uh, correspondent. We'll get much more on the Golden Knights when we come back. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms. <laughs> 